Welcome to the Girl Gang Craft Podcast, where we dive in deep to all things business, wellness, creativity, and activism for artists and entrepreneurs. We talk with impactful, female-driven companies and founders for an inside look at the entrepreneurial experience, where you'll come away with tangible steps to elevate your business. Are you ready? I'm your host, Phoebe Sherman, founder of Girl Gang Craft, artist and designer and marketing obsessed. We're here to learn together how to expand our revenue, implement new organizational techniques, and cultivate best business practices as we work towards creating a life doing what we love. Let's get started. Hello, welcome back, creatives. Before we get started today with our interview with Harley, I'm just going to tell you about a couple things. It is spring over here in New England, and it feels good. So there's a lot of chaos outside. There are kids on tricycles. There are people smelling flowers. So if you hear that, that's what's happening. It is spring vibes. I am so happy to be in the sunshine. I got sunburned on my like two-minute walk the other day. We are doing it, and I'm ready for picnics ready for our garden flowers, ready for beach days. I don't know if we're quite there yet. We just planted some seeds the other day. I have no idea how to grow a garden, but we are going to do our darn best and see what happens. We have the, like our first yard. We're so lucky we are in rental. I'm going to blabber. That's what's happening. We have, we don't have a water spigot, and so we have to carry, which makes no sense. I don't understand how a house doesn't have a water spigot down by the garden. So we have to carry, you know, my watering can from two floors up down to the garden, which makes no sense. So my landlord says he's going to do it. We love that. We're going to put in a water spigot. We're going to try for a garden. We're going to eat some yummies. We are going to protect our garden from the rabbits. We're going to see how it goes. So I'll keep you in the loop. You can follow, you know, my personal adventures at my personal Instagram at Phoebe Sherman, and maybe I'll share some gardening. I will not be sharing some gardening tips because we are starting it from scratch, but yeah, come along for my spring adventure. But before we hop into the juicy content with Harley, who I had a great interview with, and I was so excited to talk to, we, let's see, Craft fairs are coming up right around the bend. So at the time of this podcast launch, you can still sign up for the Salem craft fairs for the spring summer season. And those close April 28th. And then you can also sign up for the craft fairs for the rest of the year. So we have Oakland, Salem, and Providence, Rhode Island for the winter season. So you can sign up now for all of those things. Also, Mother's Day right around the bend, and we have a Mother's Day gift guide for you to check out. You can look at that at girlgangcraft.com slash gift guide for the number four, mom. Gift guide for mom. So there's some small businesses on there and really a great way to support the small business community and get a super unique, impactful gift for the mother figures in your life. So check that out, girlgangcraft.com slash gift guide for mom. Okay. This podcast is also sponsored by Parade. We love Parade. I have Parade undies. I have Parade bra. I have loungewears and pajamas. I haven't tried their swimsuit line yet. I will. I'm determined to check it out. Parade is size inclusive. They are sustainable. They are like 
really comfy. And I'm not, I'm not a bra girl at the time of this recording. I am not wearing a bra. We're just in a t-shirt. But if I were to wear a bra, which I do need to sometimes, then I wear my parade bras. And that is a true fact. I really only wear my parade bras these days. Check them out. Check out Parade. Their website is, I think it's yourparade.com. I'm not prepared for this. Yourparade.com. Yep. And you can use my code for 20% off mostly, Phoebe Sherman, 20% off. But also sometimes it's 30% off. And I have no way of telling you ahead of time when it's going to be 30% off, but I'll keep you in the loop. So make sure to follow my personal account because that's where I will post the parade things and I'll let you know if it's 30% off that day, they text me when it's 30% off. So I'll keep you in the loop. So again, Phoebe Sherman, yourparade.com for 20% off and sometimes 30%. Try their stuff, try their bras, try their panties, their loungewear. I have these lounge, like, ugh, they're so soft. I don't know what they're called. I want to say that they have, they're like the cloud lounge pants. I don't know. I'm really not helpful today on this parade commercial, but it is sincere. It is honest. I love their lounge pants. Check out your parade and use my code CB Sherman for 20% off, sometimes 30. Okay, let's get into this episode. Oh, and one more thing. One more thing. We talked about vendor apps for craft fairs, but maybe you want to come. Maybe you want to come to the event. And we have our Oakland event. We have two Salem events. So go ahead and RSVP. You can do that on our site, girlgangcraft.com slash events, and it'll tell you where to RSVP for Oakland and where to RSVP for Salem. So go ahead and do that. And I hope to see you at the event, whether you're a vendor or an attendee. Okay. Ciao. Happy spring. Hello, creatives. Welcome back to Girl Gang Craft Podcast. Today, we have Harley Jordan. Welcome to the podcast, Harley. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. So excited to have you. So excited to be connected with you. Tell us who you are. Yeah, I hate this question (laughs) because I am 10 out of 10, a multi-passionate girly. I feel like I have embodied this multi-hyphenate title. I am a coach for creators that have kind of been around the block, creators that know this app. They don't need the basics. I'm also the founder of an influencer agency, All Influence Management, and I'm the host of Brand Meet Creator Podcast. I do too many things. (laughs) I love it. I really identify. Can you tell us like how, okay. So how did you get started on this journey? Were you an influencer first or sort of tell us a little bit about how you created your services and being an agency? Tell us about your. Absolutely. So throughout 2018, probably to 2020, I cycled through quite a few jobs in business operations. And I've always been an ideas person, always, always, always. And my little blonde self, who was 20 something at the time, just would always get turned down by, you know, big CEO boss man in the room. And it was such a struggle. And I always felt like, you know, once I hit that point, once I'm just a little bit older and I've had a little bit more experience, I'll start to have that respect and I can start a consulting business or I can do whatever my heart desires. 
but not now. So COVID actually really gave me a gut punch of, okay, it's time. Like you do not need that. You do not need to listen to these rules. You can start what you want now. So COVID happened. I got laid off. I was actually working in a luxury travel company. So travel shut down. My whole department was let go. And I was like, I have no idea what I'm going to do. I can't get a job at the pizzeria down the street. I can't get a job in something that I am actually qualified to do. And I guess I'm going to start posting on Instagram. (laughs) So that was really the start of it. I mean, I started posting, I don't even know, just whatever I was doing at the time. I had a billion things going on then too, and I was really using it as a form of escapism to not focus on my daily job. So I was posting out fitness and health and wellness and Eastern medicine and you know, bikini pics thrown in there and little daily travel trips and, you know, whatever floated my boat. And I started to see a little bit of the newbie gains. I started to lean into it and I had fully replaced my income by 12K. And at that point, I posted about that on my story and Basically, my whole audience was like, hold up, don't speed past that like you just did. What did you just say? How are you doing this? And so I really got, I really got pulled into this brand partnerships thing just from doing it myself and having people seeing a need for it in the industry, really. This online world is so cloak and dagger with what actually works and how to actually monetize. And I think part of that is because It's just so individual to who you are and what you like to do. But also, I mean, people were keeping their rates behind the scenes. And this was really the kickstart of TikTok era where people are sharing a lot more. And, you know, I feel like I was one of those first people that started saying, hey, charge more. Here's what rates look like. This is how you actually do it. Go. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about those early brand partnership days. because. How did you even figure out how to like pitch brands? Like what brands were you looking at? How were you setting your rates in those early days? Oh my God, I was sweating in my boots just sending a message saying, can you send me product? Like I was not unlike anyone else that (laughs) struggles to set their rates. I think my first collaboration was $50 for a necklace and I went way above and beyond like set up this whole shoot and took so many photos and videos and I was stoked about my 50 bucks and soon I learned that oh wait there's a little bit more to this industry there's a little bit more going on here and I was really using that business knowledge that I had in my previous job experience to guide my way And so what kind of brands were you working with when you sort of like started to actually have rates and getting brand deals? Yeah, started to see some success. I was working with, let's see, there was a activewear company that I was working with consistently for I think three months. I was working with like health and wellness, like gluten-free snacks a ton. And so are these like things that were sort of like in your everyday life that you just decided to reach out to? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was a little bit of walking around my house and saying, okay, what fits into my daily life? Like, I'm not buying anything new. I'm broke as a joke right now. Like, I just got laid off and it's COVID and I don't know when I'm going to get a job. I'm not buying anything. And 
picking out, okay, so I have all of these snacks. That's I'm always going to buy food. So what can I do to get a hold of them? You know, is that trying out a different brand than I would typically try out and tagging them on social media? Is that, you know, finding a new brand and telling them, oh my goodness, I love your stuff. I would love to try it out and going from there. It was all of this kind of flirting and seeing what happened. I love that. Okay. So fast forward, you're starting to talk about your success. How did you start to teach other people about what you were doing? And when did the agency come along? The agency came along at the end of, okay, so let me give you a timeline. I started really picking up speed and getting into coaching at the start of 2021. The agency started at the start of 2022. So I had a full year of coaching and working with clients before I decided it's time. We need to make something bigger. And I think that that was always kind of the plan, but I thought it was, again, much farther off. And actually, I was on a podcast with my business partner for the agency is a podcast producer. So he was listening to this podcast of me talking about brand partnerships. And he pulled me aside after and he was like, I think I have a project for you. And don't know how this worked out. Don't know how we're such a good fit because it was really, truly on a whim like that. But that was the beginning of this agency. And I think this theme of jump before you're ready, you don't need to be in a certain place or be a certain way, have these perfected skills to do something that you want to do is so prominent across <laughs> across all of this. Now that I'm speaking it out. Okay. So I'm really interested in the agency part because that's like an area that I'm- yeah super familiar with. So tell us about the agency. Are you, you're not doing social media for people. It's just brand deals, right? Or just brand deals. We do a variety of things because we're really picky with our clients and we're really looking for people who are business minded and want to take their brand to the next level. We don't want the girl that just wants a brand partnership to get paid for it and says, oh, I could work with any brand. Holds up, holds up cheesy product picture, you know, we've all seen it across Instagram. We want the person that can actually incorporate the product into their services, into their content really seamlessly and really can stand behind the product because they love it and they already use it. So we really do two things with our clients. Number one is the behind the scenes brand building where we can strategize, okay, what do you want to do next? How can we build up your brand, not someone else's? So we self-published a journal with one of our creators recently. We launched a merch line with one of our creators recently. We're talking about a partnership with one of their favorite companies, like a full line with them, not just a brand deal, like a username times that brand and going through the royalties of it. We've talked about speaking gigs, et cetera. So that's really a huge piece of it. And then we also do partnership management where we're negotiating with brands, handling it start to finish so that you can take that off your plate as a creator. I think the hardest thing is that when you are in the depths of content creation, it's so right brain. It's such a creative endeavor. And then flipping the switch and saying, okay, I'm going to negotiate now. I'm going to read a contract. That is a very different skill set. That is a hard switch throughout one day. Yes. 
It is hard for my ADHD brain to yes. do those two different yes. tasks in the same day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what kind of brands are you working with within your agency? Are you finding like there's crossover with the brands that you like personally? Or like, are you, I don't know, what kind of brands are you working with? You know what? I think this is super cool because, you know, Instagram is attraction marketing. Social media is attraction marketing. I'm going to attract the type of people that resonate with me if I'm putting out my authentic self, right? So the creators that we've really brought in, there's really some bleed over with what I really like. So we have a ton of mental health professionals. We have a ton of like non-talks people that do a bunch of really cool things. We have some foodies, people that focus on hormone health. We have a ton of this diverse group that really have a bunch of bleed over with what I like. So, I mean, these aren't all brands that I've heard of. It comes out of the blue and you see what you get, but I love that. So, okay. So let's pivot a little bit. Oh, actually one more thing. Are people paying you like a monthly stipend or are you getting commission on these brand deals? How are you formatting that pricing? And like, how did you figure out how to format that pricing? Yeah, this was a huge conversation with me and my business partner when we first started because his automatic response was, oh, well, they should pay a monthly fee. If we're going to be doing all of this, they have to pay a monthly fee. And I was like, no, 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 that's not going to work. That's not what creators are used to. That's not going to happen, especially if we can't guarantee results for that month, no matter what we're working on. So we actually just take a commission of 20%. And that's really why we're so picky about our clients because we're going all in on them and not guaranteeing pay. That's awesome. And I can see, I mean, like, that's interesting to me because like, you know, we have a lot of expenses. Yeah. You know, right. We're paying our team, we're paying all these things. And so like, I mean, this is different, but like, you know, there's PR agencies, right? And you mm-hmm. have to pay them like a huge Oh, it's like 10 grand. Yeah. Yeah. Like 10 grand, you know, maybe some of the smaller ones, five grand. That's all of our revenue, you know? And like, they don't even guarantee you placements, right? Or you get like one of their assistants and then they have, you know, 27 people that they're working with and they don't get you placements. And so like, that's a great format on our side of things. Yeah, it was a big investment in the beginning. I mean, we were definitely putting a ton of our own money into hiring our help. And I mean, we both have full-time businesses. My business partner is a podcast producer. So we're both super busy running something else. We couldn't put a ton of time into this either. So we spent a lot of time, energy, resources in building up the systems that will allow us to do this long term without just the burnout, without the death, without the ick associated with all of those tasks. So now we have a full-time account manager that really is so amazing. We just hired on another person as well to help out with things. It's definitely an initial investment, but I think it's best for everyone, especially in this world. That's awesome. And I think that starts to mirror like Hollywood, Hollywood also, Mm -hmm. right? Right. Agents get like a monthly fee, right? They just get, you know, a paycheck. Yeah, yes, they do. (laughs) (laughs) They do. And there's so much bleed over. At this point, there's, we're starting to see 
production agencies and casting agencies reach out to us about user-generated content, UGC, about doing, you know, shoots for their website. There's so much bleed over from the acting and modeling world. Yeah, that's fascinating. And what an interesting place, like physical place for you to be in for that to benefit you and benefit everyone that you're working with. Because exactly, I mean, Hollywood, or at least like, you know, maybe not movies, TV, but like reality TV and commercials and all of that stuff, like they're looking for real people. Oh my goodness. Yes. But, you know, so I can totally imagine how there's some really cool crossover there. And like people with big bucks too. Yes. And I mean, reality casting is looking for creators too, because they want someone that's comfortable on TV, someone that, you know, will give them all the deets and will cry on screen and will do what they want, you know, be a show. And that's creators. Have you gotten anyone into reality TV? Is that like a world that you're working with? We actually have a client from a reality TV show. We have Nick from Love is Blind season two on our roster right now. Awesome. That's so fun. I love that. Okay. So pivoting a little bit, I want to talk about your services. And so like, how are you helping all of these creators on the other side of things as a coach with classes? Tell us a little bit about your Do Less Club. Yes. Yeah. So I really help. I support multi-passionate, overthinking creators that are really creative. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Me. Tell me that you line in itself. (laughs) Yeah. Tell me that you think too much without telling me where is to do less club sweatshirt every single day. (laughs) This is a reminder to me. (laughs) At me to me. So I really help multi-passionate overthinking creators that are overplaying by the rules. They're ready to build a sustainable career from social media that doesn't give them the ick. I think that's what I was seeing over and over and over again. No matter if you have, you know, a thousand followers or you have a million followers, is we're all stressing about our story engagement. Everyone under the sun will be like, oh, but wait, is my bio okay? And, you know, are these story views normal? And blah, blah, blah. We all struggle with the same things. And I think that was such a big pull back the curtain moment as I started to work with these larger creators of, we're all the same here. We're all the same. We are all ever-evolving human beings trying to figure it all out on this ever-changing app. And that is really tough. So I actually started going into this do less club thing. I coined this phrase, do less club, as a joke on my podcast. I don't even know why I said it. And it turned into this thing that I've said all the time. I got asked to make merch with it. And it was this weird, baffling moment of, oh, this is something that we all struggle with. We're all burnt out. We all don't know how to slow down. We're all doing too much and we wish we could do less. Like this is not me saying, you know, don't work hard. It's me saying, get out of your head start doing less because you actually don't need to drag yourself through the mud every day. This doesn't need to feel gross. It can feel easy. So I really work with all of these different people to develop their messaging above all, develop the 
personal brand that feels right to them and the format that they can put out every single day where it feels like a never-ending stream of content because you just have so many ideas flowing and you're not going to burn out. I was so anti 30 reels in 30 days until I started figuring out this like, what happens if I don't overthink that reel? What happens if I actually spend five minutes on it? Because if I'm actually spending five minutes on it and it's coming super easy, I can then start to attract exactly what I want and let go of everything else. I don't want to spend hours every day scrolling. I don't want to be searching for trending audio. That's gross to me. Like thinking about the fact that I used to scroll just to create a huge never-ending folder of trending audio. Ugh, I just want to die thinking about that. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about the format of the Do Less Club. Yeah. I think that's interesting to, I just want to say to everyone listening, I know you may not be an influencer or may not identify as being a content creator and maybe you're product leaning. I know there's some service people listening, but I think it's so important to understand different types of business structures because you never know like what could be next for you. So, I mean, I know I tell you all the time to start, you know, diversifying your revenue streams. So I just want you to listen if you're a product-based business specifically and this stuff feels foreign to you, I want you to listen and be like, how can I actually integrate this into my business structure? Does this make sense for me? Should I start teaching classes? Does brand partnerships make sense for me? And just to like experience something different and what could be because As you all know, my product-based business is not the reason that I'm supporting myself. You know, these other things are how I'm paying the bills and keeping the doors open, and I have fun doing them. So I just want you to keep an open mind as you listen to some of these things. I love that you say that because, I mean, we even – we just signed an artist who makes these beautiful resin pieces that partners with her – material companies all the time. Yes, 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 yes. That is an easy one. I mean, but like so simple, like what, especially the creatives who are like teaching other people to do their craft, like how can you incorporate, yeah, the materials or like, you know, even just the space or whatever, thinking about right. how pull in brands because and you can't all of these really things. Care. Yeah. All of these things take so long to create too. It's that you really just want to have more streams of income that are, I don't want to say passive because I hate the term passive income because I feel like if you're not making it, you're marketing it and that's not so passive. (laughs) But there's so many ways that you can bring these extra streams of revenue into your business. The same creator actually started leaning into just talking about her lifestyle and herself and telling stories. So she was telling me that she was posting about, you know, her oats the other day and her skincare routine and blah, blah, blah. And she said something to me that I loved. She said, they come for the art, they stay for the artist. And I just love that because- Come for the art, stay for the artist. Come for the art, stay for the artist. There is nothing stronger than a personal brand right now. So if you are so focused on your product, and you're not showing yourself, I know it's scary to put your face on camera. I know we keep on talking about this. It's scary to show up, but do it. 
And the thing is, what's so cool is like when you develop a personal brand and it can be around whatever you do, like doors open because if that business shuts down or you want to pivot or whatever, you've created a personal brand and people want whatever you're doing. Right. So whatever you're doing, it doesn't matter. There's power in that. There's so much power. And also so many people just love watching the process of things being made that it opens up so many new doors for the people that, you know, aren't actually interested in pressing by. Because, I mean, that might happen. They might love your stuff. They might love watching your content every single day, but will never press by. And that's the weird, terrible piece of social media. So, I mean, how can you show off that process and yourself? How can you step into that main character spotlight in just, you know, telling a story about your art while you're doing a piece of it, telling a story? I mean, that storytelling thing is huge. Can you just use B-roll that you're filming of you making it? You know, there's so many different ways that you can show up. It doesn't have to be the lip syncing. And actually, I encourage you to not. (laughs) Sure, sure, sure. I love, yeah, I mean, and, you know, just taking this product-based business, because I know a lot of you are are listening, are product-based businesses. There's like side revenues that make so much sense. Like we said, like brand partnerships with the materials and you know, you don't need a million followers to reach out to a brand. Like maybe they'll just send you product to a start, but and maybe they'll say no, but like that's your stepping stone. That's your portfolio. And then also this teaching thing, right? If the people yes, are interested yes. in like seeing your product be made and that's getting a lot of like energy behind it, teach a class, teach a class, please teach a class. And so going back to your question, I just steamrolled it with an example. So (laughs) Do Less Club really started on a whim. The phrase of it, the actual program of it, I had, you know, last year at literally this time, I launched the agency formally. I launched my podcast. I launched six mini courses and I launched a new round of my program all within the same week. Stupid. Stupid. Again, doing too much. No, no. I burnt out heavily. (laughs) But this was really a response to that experience. And I took all of my programs that I spent so much time creating and loving and diving into and said, I hate all of this. I don't want to sell this. I don't want to market it. It's giving me the ick. I don't know why it's giving me the ick. And it was just because it wasn't aligned. Like the format wasn't right for me. And I wasn't talking to people the way that I wanted to because I was following all of those marketing business shoulds. I thought I needed to build up this full offer suite. I thought I needed things at every price level. And that wasn't the path for me. So And starting Do Less Club, I had, oh my God, I think I was on Voxer talking to various people and like diving into the market research of it from previous clients for two days, two days straight. And it turned into this 12-week program that I think I launched within a week. I do mini trainings every week. And this is like 15 minutes. I don't want you spending more time than that. I know we're all busy. And they're really about your messaging. It's about diving in deeper to 
who you are as a person and how we can bring this personal brand to light. What is your goal? Do we actually see it in your content? And then we have office hours two times a week, which we tend to stay on for far too long, (laughs) where we can actually implement and talk about all of these things, talk about all of these issues that we have as creators that no one else gets. Like, I mean, I think we spent a whole 30 minutes the other day talking about how much anxiety our camera rolls give us because we all have, you know, 50K photos on them. All the time. And then you're trying to upload more reels to your computer and that's also full. (laughs) It's terrible. And no one would get that unless they were a creator, you know? So I mean, it's partially just being in a room with people that get it. We're all at different levels. And I love that about this group. You have some people that are really successful in their business, but have a thousand followers, 2000 followers. Then you have creators that have 150K, but haven't figured out the money thing. They've gone viral. They know how to bring in an audience, but they don't know how to actually monetize because it doesn't come easy like that. It's not like, you know, you have the followers and then all of a sudden you have an income. So bringing these two groups together and really discussing what makes most sense with people that can see it from your profile, can go to your profile and be like, okay, wait, wait, wait. I'm talking to you in real life. Why are you not bringing this to the table is amazing. So this really quickly, I realized, was my signature program, and I really didn't need to offer anything else. And actually, what I ended up doing after the program was creating a membership for co-working for alums so that they could continue having this group environment, could continue chatting with this group of girls that get it, a group of creators that get it, I should say, and I'm just stuck on the TikTok sound. The girls that get it, get it. (laughs) And now I can't stop saying it. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, there's all of that support. And I think what's so interesting is, you know, the internet will tell you don't exchange time for money and you don't need to, you can create this pre-recorded course and not be a part of it at all. And that wasn't me. So my five times a week that I'm meeting with people is actually the most energetically aligned thing that I can do, regardless of the fact that it's not what the business coaches on the internet would tell me. So you as a creator whether you are a service-based or a product-based business, like, is that a networking community? Because why not? Why not? If you have a ton of other creators or makers, I should say, in your community, then why not pull together a group where you charge $15 a month and just kind of chat about things a couple times? Like, that is so valuable. Let's not undervalue how much community in and of itself, not just education, can bring to the table. Yeah, I love all that. And I really identify too because I like teaching human to human instead of just, you know, having my classes exist in a void and then trying to get people to them. That doesn't feel me. And like, you know, we have that and there's seasons and et cetera. But like, yeah, I personally really just like, you know, talking to actual humans. Yeah. And, you know, that's all to do with you and takes getting quiet and takes really, again, stopping the scroll and considering what 
feels aligned. So how do you balance all of this? Tell us a little I bit. I don't. <laughs> do you have like a structure to your week or like what keeps you, I don't know, tell us a little bit about how you organize your time. You know, I'm really in the mud trying to figure out that exact question. I mean, like I said, after I launched all of those things at the same time last February, I burnt out so terribly. And it was a culmination of family drama and social media and trying to throw myself into work and all of this stuff. And it was eight months of me doing, you know, what I felt to be bare minimum. And that was a huge struggle huge struggle to actually slow it down. And I think any overachiever will understand that because you constantly ask yourself, am I doing enough? Am I doing enough? What was that? What's your sign? I'm an Aries. I got that Libra in me too, though. So I feel like that really is it. (laughs) That balancing right and wrong gets me. So yeah, I mean, it's been a huge learning journey. I, at this point, really try to take my mornings slow. I really focus on just communicating with my team, making sure that I have breakfast before coffee, (laughs) huge one. I try to play a meditation while I'm making breakfast. And I know that's not ideal, but like that's how it fits into my life. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, that's kind of where I'm sitting right now is just trying to make it work. I mean, I've outsourced as much of the clerical stuff that's draining me as I possibly can. And I know that's not an opportunity for most people, but it's been a process. Do you like dedicate different days to the agency versus like your personal stuff or? I wish. I wish I could do that. No, I do not. I mean, there's so many moving pieces of the agency. I mean, yesterday, ooh, talk about a hell of a day. I had various things starting at 6 a.m. where I had a FaceTime workout with another creator because we're trying to keep each other accountable and not be on our phones when we're in the gym. But she's in a very different time zone. So I was like, okay, 6 a.m. it is. I got this. Then I had something at 7 all the way to 2 p.m. back to back to back to back because it was just a terrible day. It was just all of this stuff with the agency and my own pre-existing things. And it was a lot. But I think what I've learned throughout all of this, I mean, bad day or slow day, is that as long as I'm making sure that I am making things scalable in the long term, that's my only goal. That's my only goal. I need to cry about it now, create the template now, spend more time on it now so that I won't spend time on it long term because I can't. I can't fuss about some kind of Canva document every time I need to make something. I can't, I don't even know. (laughs) I'm like trying to find an example from the agency, like craft emails, even that. I can't write same email 12 billion times. I need to template it. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so like how do you find inspiration for anything, but like also your content? Tell us how you do that. Ooh, content. Yeah. Again, my content has really changed over the last six months as well. 
And it's really leaning towards how can I do bare minimum with this? So I use a lot of B-roll. I'm using live photos from my camera roll that I took when I very first started a lot. I'm slapping text over the screen and that's it. That is literally it. I'm not writing a long caption. Very often I'm just calling out, you know, here's a podcast episode to listen to. I already have the value for you somewhere else. Or I'm calling out here, if you're struggling with this exact thing, head to my link in bio. I have this kind of resource for you because I've created those resources where I don't feel the need to constantly validate my credibility and my knowledge. And I think that's such a key When it comes to the actual messaging and finding inspiration there, most of the time it's just talking to my clients or being in these office hours. I gain so much inspiration from just things that people are saying when they are being coached. I love that. So are you – you're also on TikTok, I assume, though. Yes. No. You're not on TikTok. I hate TikTok. You hate TikTok. Okay. I hate it. I know that I shouldn't, but the comment culture, the comment culture, I think is such trash. And I have zero interest in being on it. So I don't. Okay. And so with your agency, I assume you work with both TikTok and Instagram. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's not for me. And I mean, you find your platforms. I have the podcast I'm repurposing on YouTube. I'm repurposing on Pinterest. Those aren't my top priorities, but Instagram and the podcast are my top priorities. So I'm going to focus on those. And if I'm not on TikTok, so what? Yeah. Cool. I love that. That's great. Okay. And so what advice do you have for creators that are feeling a little burnt out? How can they, you know, have like a bird's eye view and look at their whole business a little bit better? How can we do less? Give us a couple of tips for that. Yeah, absolutely. I would turn down the noise as much as possible. Unfollow the people that are talking about new features, new hacks. Unfollow them. Unfollow the people that are promoting trending audio all the time. You don't need to do that. And if it does feel right to you, by all means, like go for trending audio, go for lip syncs. But I think it's realizing that that doesn't need to be you if it gives you the ick. If it gives you the ick, you do not have to do it. Stop thinking about every content piece as this revolutionary genius idea. It can be a baby bite of information. It can be something completely, you know, off the cuff that you're thinking throughout the day. Think about the memes that you send your friends, the memes that you send your partner. That is content. That's content. And the value doesn't need to be educational. It can be relatable because there's so much value in the journey. There's so much value in the journey. And so often... I don't need a solution. I don't need that tangible value. I want validation. So take power in that and then really dive into, okay, what is giving you the ick? What is giving you the ick on social media and can you avoid it like the plague? Is that possible? And if it's not, how can we make it feel better? And I really think that is the first step. First step. Hmm. 
Okay, I would think we're going to end on that note. Thank you so much, Harley. Where can people find you and listen to you and follow you? Yes, you can find me at the Harley Jordan on Instagram. You can also find me at Brand Meet Creator Podcast, where we talk all about all of this stuff from burnout stories from creators that you know have been through the mud, have built a successful business, are on the other side, but trudged through it for so long. We talk to we talk about brand deals all the time. My co-host Sonia Elise is a big wig in the brand beauty marketing world. And she gives all of her insight about what she's thinking with a New Yorker attitude all the time. So if you have any questions, come hang out on Instagram, come hang out on the pod and let's chat there. Yay. Thank you so much, Harley. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Girl Gang Craft Podcast. Head to girlgangcraft.com slash podcast for show notes and more. See you next time.